Welcome everyone to the Christina Silva Show, which is natural and raw every single time. I'm reporting live from San Antonio, Texas at the CCME Symposium, which is the Council on Colleges and Military Education, where we make laws, legislation, rights, and benefits for our military students, active duty personnel, their wives, their families, and veterans worldwide. As your host and volunteer here at CCME, multimedia is key. And that is why I bring you subject matter experts in public affairs and communications that care about our troops, their education, and certainly their benefits. So without further ado, let us welcome our returning specialist and Master Sergeant retired of the United States Marine Corps, Robert Jackson, to the Christina Silva Show. Hey, good afternoon. Robert, I can't believe it's been exactly one year and one month since we spoke on the Christina Silva Show last year in your office at Marine Corps Logistics Base Barstow. Has it been that long? It's been that long. Oh my God, I, I had no idea. I mean, we've been so busy here, I haven't kept track. I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. Well, as a former master sergeant with over, we won't say 30 plus years in the military and serving our community that you are a leader, motivator, and still serving. Can you believe it? Yeah, yeah that's hard to believe and getting close to retirement now. And you know so. why I'm so glad for this interview is because you can't retire without giving me some golden gems in media, which we know expires within two minutes on the internet and in eight seconds with young Marines. Would you say yes? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I agree <laughs> on that. It doesn't, it doesn't take, they don't retain it too long. Not as long as we used to do in the old days. Okay. Most definitely. Um, no, social media, it, it's a good medium for what we do nowadays, especially in getting the information out, military personnel and their families. Um, it's the quickest way to get the information out now, providing, a lot of our uh, audience has social media sites. So it's a good one, I enjoy it. It's a good way to communicate and find other fellow Marines we've served with all the way back to our era, which we won't admit how long that's been, but since the Persian Gulf era for me, I'm not afraid to say, I found someone I went to boot camp with in 1989. And I actually flew to Dallas last week before San Antonio and was stuck in the snowstorm where she lives. Now we went to Camp Lejeune for boot camp and she found me on Facebook, Carolyn McKenzie. She said that I could say her name and she watched me become the Iron Woman and I watched her excel and work as a federal contractor with our USPS all these years. That's wow. social media. Yeah, it is. I've managed to re reconnect with some of my old buds and actually some folks I went to high school with back in the 70s. <laughs> wow. Well, last show, since it's Black History Month, we touched on so many great highlights like the Monford Point Marines and your love for their amazing and astonishing accomplishment. Today, I went to the Alamo to find out the accomplishments of our Texans, and I'm from Louisiana, and in the French... Jiminy, that, that, now you're making me dig in my, uh, in my <laughs> memory awesome. banks here. <laughs> well, your media bank is full. Last time we talked, we talked about media in print, photography, cameras you had used, and things you've yeah. done all the years, writing columns and breaking barriers. And it actually was not your original MOS, right? No, it wasn't. I was a combat engineer for my first two years. And then I got into public affairs, which 
at the time, uh, there were only a handful of African Americans in that field. Uh, a lot of firsts for me uh, was at one time being the only African American person in the office. Um, but you know, I never had any issues with my coworkers, my my fellow Marines who got along real well. They taught me a lot, and then as I rose in ranks, it was my turn to teach them, the young and up-and-comers. And I, and I loved it, and I still love teaching it um, to this day. This is what so, it's all about. It's taking your expertise. The true reward is sharing it with your grandkids and with Marines that you're serving and writing about today. Giving back in the way of safety and education is such a great feeling. It's the reward of all of your service, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's great to see um, people that you've, uh, well, for me, it's great to see the Marines in the past that I've mentored and taught uh, everything I knew about the field. Uh, it's amazing to see them now. They're, they are physicians' assistants. They're working in congressman offices and lawyers, you name it. They've gone their separate ways and have become very successful. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that, very proud of that. As they, at one time, they were young. I didn't think they were listening, but they were paying attention. And, and that... They, they have done me proud, quite a few of them have. This is so great hearing from you, assaulted and seasoned individual, understanding the difference and need to keep media still in print since we talked last year. It's mm -hmm. key to also become part of the digital world because if not, I think we're truly going to get left behind. At the conference I'm participating in, they were talking about our young Marines being in jetpacks in 2040. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's, I don't think that's too far from the truth. Oh, my goodness. Reality, tell you the truth. Wow. Out at Marine Corps Logistics Vegas Barstow, when you see the young Marines developing and handling the logistics of our whole fleet in our region of the West and all mm -hmm. around the world, how do they get that job done in such a big area with Route 66? It's such a large base. Well, they... Wow, that's a good one. That's a good question there. They, they are taught well in logistics school, basically supply school. And they're taught, taught all the nuts and bolts at that time. Here, they come here to practice their craft and perfect it. Um, as Marines, these guys are pretty efficient at what they do. Uh, but what makes MCLB or Marine Corps Logistics Space so unique is that we have Marines working alongside our civilians and they work great as a team, you know, getting things done. I mean, go, 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 let's go. And they, and they shoulder to shoulder, attacking the mission, completing the mission. And that's how well they are. That's how good they are. Well, we have to thank our Marines for their service worldwide here in 2022 with the pandemic and adjusting and everything. Your office is very integral in still promoting and celebrating those promotions, creating the events, migrating onto the computer, but still giving your magazine that shares what's going on in current events on and off base, and also what's acceptable mm -hmm. and how to protect yourself on social media. Tell me a little bit more about the publication and where it's been over the last 12 months. Well, uh, the publication, we're still doing it as a... Uh a bi-weekly pub, 
prospector. Got to get that plug in. Um, and instead of doing hard print here over the last several months, we have gone digital. Now, that's not to say we're, we've gotten completely away from hard copies because we still have to uh, keep in mind our retired audience who want something tangible in their hands. Uh, but we've, we've uh, posted the magazine on our social media site, Facebook. Uh, we have a uh, MCLB Barstow webpage that is posted there, along with our news articles. Um, haven't quite figured out how to post it elsewhere, but, you know, because I'm old, I'm getting there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. But the publication is still going and still going strong, and we still have a pretty good-sized readership. Well, you have an excellent team that you've poured into, and that's what I want to hear about today. Delegation, trust, and really seeing the talent in your team to be able to allocate them into projects where they shine and also where they can take instruction to become mm -hmm. better leaders of our publication future. Yeah, I, the team I have here, I'm, I'm still one down one person, but the team that I have... Uh, they're great to work with. Uh, we're all in the trenches together. It's not like I sit back here in my office and, and hey, you go do this, go do that. We come together, we have our meetings. Everybody knows what to do. We're still shoulder to shoulder. We're getting graphics done, photography done, the publication done. We still have to write articles. Uh, we've been uh, dwelled into video. And uh, more and more starting to do, uh, what is it, Facebook, Facebook Live videos. We also have a YouTube channel that we produce videos and pop those on as well. So the team I have, small as it is, we do a big job uh, to support this base and support our civilians as well as their, uh, the uh, military families on the base, you know, keep them, keeping them informed. And it, Folks have come to us and ask us, hey, can you do this? And, and they would expect us to say, no, we can't. But my thing is, and the teams learned that don't say no, find a way to say yes. And we get it done that way. Thank and, you. Yeah, it's rare that we tell anybody no. That's so great. Uh, Marines are Marines once and always, and the Esprit de Corps promises the world that we will be there for them and we will get the job done. So from your office at Marine Corps Logistics Base Barstow, I've been there a couple of times and the feeling I get every time from your team is welcoming and they also mm -hmm. support you. And there's a level of having that connected, knitted comradeship that saves lives and meets deadlines. So let's move oh, yeah. into a little bit of a serious conversation because we know our Marines are back in the saddle. And what that mm -hmm. means to the world on the Christina Silva show is we teach to be mindful of creative resiliency solutions. And what that means is you look for triggers and signs of your civilian coworkers and your military fellow comrades from camis to civvies to see if they're okay. So let's mm -hmm. talk about the base being rather a ghost town during the pandemic and the people that did come to work that you appreciate. How did you all adjust? Uh, it was fairly simple. Um, we didn't really have to make that many adjustments. Well, we had to adjust for people tel teleworking. Okay, we had to adjust for that. 
But my office, we were here every day. And for us, it was a regular work day. We did the same things here, you know, as if, if, as if we had a full base of folks. Uh, we communicated through teleworking with those, some of those folks we needed to ask questions for. They were easy to contact. The biggest problem we had is, is a lot of times getting photographs to support our articles because if no people, no photos. So um, wow. that was the biggest adjustment there, uh, photography aspect of what we do. We still were able to produce videos, um, which helped out a lot, believe it or not, as far as the COVID goes. Here's the things you need to do. Here's who you need to call. Here's where you need to go in case. I mean, we gave them the whole gambit and just weekly we were given no. And be honest with you, we rarely got any questions from anybody. Rarely, if ever. That's how our inform information flow was going. It was normal. It was regular. Oh, Put it out wow. there. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, so our Marines, their families, and our civilian Marines on base, they were informed every step of the way and well protected. And you meant it. Training, mentorship, camaraderie, improvisation, modification, readiness, deployment, keeping mm -hmm. in touch, digitizing, and being ready to even revert back to old systems should something happen with social media systems we count on these days. We still have copies in print for our retiring audience. Now I say retiring and you're serving retirees. And I want yeah. to know about you if you've made a head start on your back in the saddle benefits. Back in the saddle is our resiliency program name that Marines uh -huh. are trained upon so they can have physical, mental, social, and spiritual readiness. So mm -hmm. I know that we have a lot of current affairs going on in the world with not right. only the global pandemic, we actually have a lot of threats from around the world with our enemies and our allies in NATO. So we have to be ready. So let's yes. start with giving the audience an example of a current events uh, declassified talk about NATO and Russia from your own knowledge. And let's use that example on what Marines would be ready to do if we have to respond. Wow. Well, Marines in general, are, are ready 24-7. Okay, Ooh, right. that's, that's, a, that's a given. 24-7 at the drop of a hat, if they have to pack up and go, they pack up and go. No questions asked. Bye-bye. See you when I get back. Uh, one of the things that during the uh, staff, uh, the Marines professional military education is uh, Sergeant Major, uh, the base Sergeant Major, even the company or Battalion First Sergeant, as well as the CO, constantly tell our Marines, look, pay attention to the news, keep up with current affairs, okay? Learn what's going on around you. Uh, with that being said, be observant of your surroundings. Watch your six, as they say. Always keep someone with you, try not to be alone. But please, please keep up with current affairs that is how you remain informed about whether you're going to go somewhere or whether you're not. But uh, keeping up with the news, doesn't matter which channel, just media in general, just keep up with it and, and stay informed, stay educated. 
Wow. For over 75 years on base, our Marine Corps fleet was the smallest of all of our branches. We are still mm -hmm. the elite. We are still not the few, but we know pain is weakness leaving the body. That's our new tagline. What that means is if you do have to pick up and go, you absorb that and compartmentalize and then you're ready, right? And then oh, when yeah. you do return and you yeah. have your family and everything, we also have to know how to decompress. So how yep. do we decompress mentally, socially, spiritually, and physically? Well, uh, I can only speak from my own experience. Um, when I got the call to go to Somalia uh, while I was still on active duty. I mean, when I got the word and my orders, my whole composure changed. Uh, I was a different person. I was ready to go because they said I had to. There was nothing my wife or anybody else could say to me. You know, my wife noticed a change right away. So I went over, did what I had to do. And when I came back, what helped me de decompress and get back to normal, and, and I, I feel blessed because of this, uh, was number one, my wife, and number two, my two daughters. Interacting with them, Hey, Dad, how you going? You know, playing games together and, and coming coming down from that high from being in Somalia, that's one way to put it, but coming down from that high down to back to normal Mass Sergeant Robert Jackson at the time, okay? Well, no, I'm sorry. I was Gunnery Sergeant Jackson at that time, but it was my girls. Family makes the difference. Family makes the difference for me. It made the difference for our Marines that are married. Family makes a difference for them. For those single Marines, it's their friends, as well as their families. Their close friends, their close knit families, they help them come back to normal as well. And of course, you you see some things. The biggest problem with um, Iraq and Iran, we had a lot of we had an increase in PTSD. Okay. Families, some families could, didn't know how to handle it. But there is help out there for these guys. It's just as a family member, come here, let me talk to you. We need to go talk to somebody to help you out, okay? That's all it takes. Uh, but there is help for these guys nowadays. Not unlike it was way back when. You know, back then they called it what? Shell shock, thousand, thousand yard stare. Right. And it was just PTSD, but now they have the help. And we just need to keep steering them that way. That, that way, our Marines, wounded or otherwise, PTSD, they know somebody cares. Okay, oh. that's all, all it takes is for them to say, I need help. Sometimes they don't have, even have to say that. We can see it and say, look, partner, come with me. Let me give you some help get you some help. Oh, that is so profound. Thank you. Master Sergeant mm -hmm. retired. Robert Jackson is empathetic and compassionate to admit even he too changed and was different when he returned home from Somalia. Thank you for your deployments and thank you for your wife that noticed and stood by you to get help. And for our single Marines, there's a battle buddy. There's the oh, chaplain's yeah. office. There's the Airmen and Family Readiness Centers, the Marine Corps Readiness Centers, the Semper oh, Fi yeah. Fund, 
camis2civvies.org, reach out and even talk to someone in your squadron or in your battalion and in your, mm -hmm. you know, your Marine Corps Air logistics group mm -hmm. about the need to talk to someone. Sometimes talking to a stranger in uniform is more safe because they don't know you. So no. it starts with us Marines. We have to reach out in this time. We've got a lot going on with current events and the pandemic. And also if you're a private person on social media, you can read up about helps online by going to the page. But I'm oh, yeah. taking a look back at the prospector from the July 2020 issue. And they have a graph of safety statistics for COVID-19. They have resources mm -hmm. ready for you. And they also have scholarships, higher education. Get involved. Find out about what you like to do and join a group. Yeah. And it's great that we still have sports moving on. Well, sports <laughs> not that being here, but uh, they can't golf. <laughs> it's also awesome working from home. Thanks for mentioning that their civilian director of communications and strategic alliances. Let's get your title correctly appreciated okay. and respected that you are still serving as the civilian communications and strategy and operations officer at Marine Corps Logistics Base Barstow. And it's okay to be healthily competitive and to love to exert your energy to get yourself aligned in those mental, physical, social, and spiritual realms of your own mind and body, but mm -hmm. the people around you, watching sports, eating wings, barbecuing, we know <laughs> about your passion because your office is talking about it with everything on the wall from your civilian award in service mm -hmm. to the Redskins. I mean, what are they called? The Washington Commanders. Really? Yeah, Tell me more. Was, I'm still trying to get used to that. Right? <laughs> but the colors remain the same for the most part. So I'm good with that. So let's talk about the politics surrounding it as neutral okay. bodies in media serving our military audience and listeners all around the world on Voice America's Variety Channel about what it means to you to strip that name after you've been a diehard being from the East Coast and following the Redskins your entire football career, right? Yeah. Yes, I, um, yeah, I grew up with the Washington Redskins. I've been a big fan for years. I've got, I still got a whole bunch of Redskins gear and uh, a couple of plaques here, things from their Super Bowl era. Uh, when they changed the name, of course, I, or when there was so much politics behind the name Redskin, um, of course, me being a fan, I didn't see a problem with it. But there were others that saw a problem, and, and you can see it sports-wise, you know, all throughout sports, whether it's uh, college, because I remember when St. John's University used to be the St. John's Redmen. Now they're mm -hmm. the St. John's Red Storm, okay? Um, when Washington got rid of the Redskin name, and they were called the Washington football team, Oh, as a fan, I'm like, what the, okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll work with this for a minute. I'll try to get used to it. Uh, and then the announcement came that they had changed the name or selected a new name out of thousands of submissions to the commanders. 
did took some thought and I was like, well, yeah, okay, I, I kind of get it uh, as a tribute to the, you know, the commanders around the base, whether well, the commander in chief, and then you look at the Pentagon, all the commanders there, you look at the Naval Academy and then right up the road basically is the West Point. Okay, I get it. I'm going to try to live with this name, the commanders. Can't Aww. get used to it yet, <laughs> but I'm getting there. That is awesome to hear the history of our emotions and to admit that we can be upset for a time because of the emotional connection to our team and whatever it means to us with our families and with food and memories and favorite players and politics. But in the end, your acceptance of that and making the best of it and trying mm -hmm. to get used to it is such a prime example of clean writing style and a creative resiliency solution. Congratulations there, Master Sergeant Retired. Oh, thank you so much. I'll live with it. You know, after all, both of us are part Indian in our blood. A redskin is a slang term for Native Americans, according yes. to Wikipedia. And it also mm -hmm. stands for Native Americans in the United States and First Nations in Canada. The yep. term redskin is undergoing pejoration, pejoration through the 19th and 20th centuries to read a little. Mm -hmm. Wow, how interesting. The origin of the choice of red to describe Native Americans in English is debated, which related terms are used in anthropological literature as early as the 17th century. So labels based on color could be construed as discriminatory. Yes, so indeed. we welcome our Washington yeah. commanders to the gridiron. Oh yeah. Next well, year's gonna be good. Yeah, well imagine how the Houston Oilers fans what they went through when they moved and became the Tennessee Titans. Right. Okay? The feeling <laughs> is the same. And the 49ers who didn't yeah. make it to the Super Bowl. My Saints are not a wild card, but I will love them. And they won one Super Bowl just like your Redskins did for my daddy. And we have to talk about Super Bowl coming up. Who do you think is going to clinch the win? Oh, wow. I was afraid you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> um yeah. Uh hmm. I think I think Cincinnati will take the Rams. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams will be making history in Black History Month in the city of Inglewood with the oh, most yeah. outstanding supertime half show we could have expected in a very long time, right? Right, uh, they, it, it's great in, they, in that your their local, LA local, Inglewood, uh, big rappers from back in the day and even today are getting <laughs> a chance to perform on a worldwide stage. That is fantastic. I mean, wow. I do like Mary, Mary J. Blige. I do like uh, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, I'm old, but I'm not dead yet, okay? That's right. Well, I'm going to be cruising down the street in my six foe watching the uh, Super Bowl getting ready to be reporting live at a few of the parties. And I will be getting to meet some of those names on a carpet, thanks to a very special stunt person and mentor, April Whedon White. She spent over 30 years as a stunt woman, and we did a stunt together. And I actually am the body double of your favorite Mary J. Blige. 
in her song, We Ride. Did you know that? No. Yes. I'm going to have fun. Right? I have to look so look up We Ride. And you'll find that even like the Montreal Marines on horseback fought, I ride uh-huh. motorcycles, which were a form of horses. Back in the day, airplane fuselage became motorcycle parts and engine parts were used to create Peugeot motorcycles back in World War II. And then Harley Davidson and Indian motorcycles then progressed. And I actually wrote uh-huh. a custom American chopper built especially for the MJB with Jason Britton, of No Limit Entertainment. He played Kendu Isaacs and I played Mary when they were happily married. And uh, she is an incredible entertainer. I hope to see her on the carpet to celebrate her halftime performance with along uh, side of the other amazing iconic entertainers. Snoop Dogg, I will not be smoking anything though. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to get that straight. Yeah, well, you should be a good time. If you get to, if you get to see any any of those folks up close and personal, uh, tell them a big oorah from MCLB Barstow. I will. I'm going to ask them to do a big MCLB concert in the desert for our Marines. Oorah. Oorah. Yay. Yeah. Well, then we'd have, we'd have to get our sister service uh, folks from Fort Irwin down here as well. I will be working on it. You know, there's a great friend of mine that I'm so proud of, Ms. Deason, who runs and was promoted to a position similar to yours at Fort Irwin for the U.S. Army. She's so amazing. Um, And she is the um, person you just look up to for Fort Irwin. It's way out there. And I I love the fact that they have a lot of morale and welfare and recreation planned for our Army soldiers. It's really hard when we're serving in remote areas. And so I applaud everyone serving at MCLB Barstow. And your Facebook looks great. Your YouTube channel looks great. Kudos to you and your team. Robert L. Jackson we're talking with about sundry items and jumping all over the place in excitement for 2022. We're not dead. We just have to be safe social distancing, staying mm-hmm. motivated and being back in the saddle every single time we have to start over to remain in the present. We're more mm-hmm. than conquerors. We are Marines. Yes. Pain and weakness, leaving the body. Mm-hmm. When you come home, phone a friend. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be all right as long as you've yeah. got your barbecue tools <laughs> and well, football on February 13th, right? That's Yeah, that's one of the things that keeps our office close. That's why okay. we're a close-knit family here. We, we throw so that out. Yeah, let me make sure I keep my, my language there correct. We throw down. Okay. I know. So and is there a, a marinating time. process going down before you guys fire up the grill? Oh, always. That's a must. Okay. You gotta have that. You gotta marinate your meat. You just can't well, rinse it off and throw it on the grill. There's a <laughs> process. Okay. Well, and I know we're gonna, we're gonna do it. Whenever we decide when my retirement date is, I will contact you and, and have you come down. I am so honored to know that you're going to be retiring in a year. I'm gonna have to shed a tear though, because when we met, your setup and all of your crew had it going down with state-of-the-art equipment. I'm so proud of our Marine Corps leadership to allocate funds so that you are digitally upright with state-of-the-art machines for printing graphics that are out of this world and also for publishing the magazine twice. It's really great to keep everyone connected. I'm so thankful to have you on the Christina Silva Show today. You know, in closing, 
we have to talk about your 12 steps through tap because you only have 12 months to get ready and it's going to fly by because that was whole, one whole year since I saw you that went by. Yeah. Well, I've already started the process now. The 12 steps I went through when I was on active duty. Okay. On this side, on this <laughs> side of the wall, eh, just a little bit different. Um, there's a lot to be done. Um, you can't just hand them your papers and say, well, deuces, you know, <laughs> I'm out of here. There is a process, filling out the paper, making sure the uh, retirement funds are, are there and work, tell them where you want to put them and who's the beneficiary just in case. Um, uh, a, a forwarding address. If you have a new one, I don't have one yet. I'm getting there. Um, what's kind of uh, holding up just a bit is my wife wants to continue working. Wow. I'm like, fine, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep working. I'm going to sit at home, take care of the house, clean it up, do whatever I have to do. Um, <laughs> but I just talked to HR today and I said, look, I'm ready to drop my paperwork. They said, okay, here's what you're going to have to do. And it is a, it seems to be a longer process than leaving active duty. There's mm. a lot more paperwork involved. Um, but I'll find that out as I go along. August 31st is my retirement date this year. Oh, congratulations. You said that last year. And I'm glad I got one more year and one more event to speak with you on air. So I will have to ping myself to have our interview in six months from now to make sure that you've checked off all of the estate planning boxes. Don't forget about your Marine Corps earned cemetery and burial benefits. And also to got that set up already. Oh, good job. I'm so happy to merge your benefits, Medicare A and B, and to take a look at your health, make sure that you're good to go on all your vitamins and, and everything. It's just one of those times we have to talk with our grandkids about it. And it's hard to have the estate talk, but I did do that with my grown sons, um, mm -hmm. allocating your properties into the trust. And I'm so excited for you. It's bittersweet. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've already talked to my wife. She doesn't like the idea of me retiring. Um, and I've talked to my daughters as well as my granddaughters. Uh, I said, I'm not going anywhere yet. I'm just retiring from work. I'll be here for as long as the good Lord upstairs say I can stay. So no worries. But I do have things in order and still putting things in place so that they're well, well taken care of should my ticket get punched, if you know what I mean. Uh, so, yes, I know, but I don't want to know too soon. No, well, no, no, no. Well, let's put it this way. The plans I have in place, my family is going to be well taken care of. And I'll just leave it at that. I am so proud. It's one of the most difficult things to do is to plan for your estate. And so young Marines out there, you all and our leadership, elder Marines, when we say we don't have time to do it, you always have time to keep your insurance and certified financial planning intact. We have our CFP that is part of our readiness centers. So make sure you take a look on down at your benefits throughout your military career. Get in touch with your health, housing, employment, and education benefits before you retire. Believe me, you are a veteran even when you're on active duty. So if you exactly. keep that readiness mindset, you will be a civilian one day. And we want to mm -hmm. thank you for serving and your families for serving because they are serving too with your kids and they have benefits also. If you'd like to find out more information about your benefits, you can talk to your first sergeant on base, or you can talk to the DAV, Disabled American Veterans Organization, for free, or any other organization you would like. 
And you can contact the VA before you retire at 800-826-8000. That's, I stand corrected, 800-826-1000. That's 800-826-1000 or va.gov because after this show, we're social media minded, we are digitally ready, and we've got a couple of new columns because of this show that you'll find in the prospector. And time for a closing tip from Robert Jackson, United States Marine Corps, Master Sergeant, retired. So he can inform us what to do for this year. All right. Well, I I was thinking about this just a minute ago. And this is mainly directed to the Marines still on active duty. Those are who are still, who are listening. Biggest tip I have for you is, you know, as Marines, we always stay ready. When you are closing out your career, do not wait until the last minute to start putting your paperwork together. Start looking ahead to the future. You know where you're going. You know, kind of have a sense of what you're going to do. So start preparing now for your future. Do not wait till the last minute. And that's all I have. Wow. Concise, ready, and to the point. Mm -hmm. This is the Christina Silva Show. We did continue educating our veterans live with another amazing and repeat testimonial from Robert L. Jackson because he cares. He's also a top tier gentleman that's going to be called Mr. Robert L. Jackson when he retires, and he'll be rooting along the way for the new Washington Commanders and for our Bengals at the Super Bowl. Too bad I'm a Rams fan, but I'll be there to eat that delicious barbecue at your office for your retirement party. Okay, dokie. Be looking forward to it. Say hi to everybody. Bye-bye. And we'll see you next week on the Voice America Variety Channel for more Educating Our Veterans Live. Peace out, and may God bless America. Bye. Deuces. <laughs>